Hey, what's up there, everyone? Thank you so much for listening to the Frito and Willie Show. We greatly appreciate it. Just want to let you know that this episode is split into two parts. Uh, the episode ran a little bit long, so we want to separate it into two parts just so that uh, we're not pushing the limit on your listening ears. But we greatly appreciate you uh, taking the time out to listen to what we have. Um, the next episode will be released on Thursday, the part two of this series uh so please enjoy and thank you again for listening welcome everybody to the frito and willie show we are back you yeah. another show i'm your host frito marcelin and we also have your other host it's willie mack in the building you know what i'm saying <laughs> Live from an undisclosed location. You in a bunker down somewhere? It's my living room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Welcome back, y'all. Yo, Willie, 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 man. Been a beautiful week. Yes, it has you been. Know, in this world of music and it life. It really has. You know, um, question I do have for you is, Mm. What are some things that you have been listening to or some lines that have captured you this week? Yo, so I'm going to talk about this guy a lot. Uh, Freddie Gibbs is now one of my favorite artists. If you're not familiar with Freddie Gibbs, Freddie Gibbs is a um, rapper out of Gary, Indiana. Um, He really exploded in the early early teens uh to the late 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 aughts early teens he came in like really really hyped up um but just like a lot of artists he had trouble finding his way he got dropped <laughs> from a couple of labels and but he's been on he's been on a spree the last three years last three to five years i would say um he, uh, his first really big uh, big jump was the Pinata album that he did with the legendary Mad Lib, um, and then last year he reconnected with Mad Lib for the second um, part of, of their tr- of their trilogy. They're playing trilogy with their with the album Bandana, and a couple weeks ago he came out with a very surprise project with the legendary Alchemist. And they have an album called Alfredo. Get it? Alfredo, Alchemist, and um, Freddie. And he is just on a tear. And, 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 and um, I'm very, very happy for him. Um, he's been dropping some of the best lines the last uh, couple of years. Uh, but um, <laughs> yeah, what the, what the, uh, on the joint 1985, that's on the new album. Oh, man. Michael Jordan, 1985, I'm running with a cocaine circus. If you've seen The Last Dance, you get the reference to that. Um, he's just been really just dropping a lot of incredible joints. Um, but one line that actually came from ban- from um, Bandana. And so Freddie Gibbs. So, you know, I'm not familiar with your boy Freddie Gibbs. I know that you've been oh. hyping him up for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, Why do you yeah. like the boy so much, man? Yeah, yeah. So the reason I like Freddie is that Freddie is in that lineage of hard rhymers. And when I say hard rhymers, 
a lot of the you know the bravado's there. Um, but a lot of the bravado is, is never left, but the lyrics have left. So some of your toughest guys, I'm gonna just go ahead and say it. Fifty Cent, for example. Fifty Cent is 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 um for a very great part of our college life and post college life, Fifty Cent was seen as the hard, the hard MC, but the lyrics didn't really weren't really that great. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it was a lot of bravado, a lot of tough talk, but the lyrics weren't there. But then you have somebody like Pusha T, who may not be as physically imposing, but the lines are going to be there. Like Pusha's going to say something that is going to make you do this. You know what I mean? Uh, Raekwon, oh my gosh, Raekwon was, was, was great at that. Ghostface was great at that. DMX was great at that. Scarface is the king of that. And Freddie is in that Scarface lineage. You know, so, so this is just a, such a very disrespectful line right here. Pay for your funeral, get your shit arranged, kiss your wife and say you were solid, then go piss on your grave. Mm. Yo, Freddie is mad disrespectful. Freddie is is so disrespectful, but that was the imagery there is incredible. Like, kiss your wife, say you were solid. Make sure your shit's arranged. Like, make sure you're, you're, everything's good to go. Your funeral and everything, everything's good in order. But after all that, still go piss on your grave. So this is like level of morals. Like, yo, I got responsibilities. You're my home. You're, you're my brother, my partner, whatever. I'm going to make sure I do the right thing. Yeah. I'm not even going to talk down on you to your to your loved ones. I'm not that guy. I have morals. I have ethics. You still will a rat, dirty dog. Yeah. And I and even in death, I have little respect for you. Yeah. And so like, wow, wow. So yeah, yeah. So 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 a lot of Freddie, a lot of Freddie this week, and we'll talk a little bit more about the second album, the second artist I've been bumping later in this discussion. Uh, spoilers, run the jewels. So yeah. <laughs> so, so what about you, Frito? What you been bumping this week, man? So two things I've been bumping this week. There's this independent artist or independent producer DJ called DJ Switch 'Em Up. Oh, okay. Right from Birmingham, Alabama. Oh, behind. Beham represent. Okay. This is how we met. As you know, my wife has a business, and she was vending as at this music networking event here in Atlanta, and I was helping out. I was closing up shop. He wanted to purchase some items from us, and you know, we did that. Cool. He's been one of our best customers ever since. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so now, uh. He loves the product so much. And so <laughs> he, <laughs> it's a very raw video. <laughs> Let me say that. Let's so just say. Like raw, like. Like shot on a smartphone video. <laughs> oh, that type of raw. I thought you meant BT Uncut Raw. Oh, nah, 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 not like that. But that's how raw it is. Yeah, with... I love those videos. Some of the best stuff out there. <laughs> I'm okay and with that. Your boy's in it, first of all, as well. <laughs> your, oh, you are in it. <laughs> I mean, oh, you got to post this. This is getting posted in the description of this uh, pod. I can't your wait. Your boy's in it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go. Let, let, let's go. And let's... so, you know, it's um, the sound of it is 
I'll give it maybe early rap horror along the lines of Waka Flocka. I don't know if you remember early Waka Flocka that. Oh yeah, he was he was yeah, yeah, I, I remember that sound. Yeah, so you know, that's how it is. And so I've been trying to bump that for the past week, trying to get it. I love the beat. I need to listen more to the lyrics just to see what content it's you know, it, it, let's just say it's it's not, you know, it's a it's a southern joint, you know what I'm saying? Along the rap horror genre. And um your boy got featured in it, so I'm bumping that. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I've been bumping. That's one of the things I've been bumping. The other thing I've been bumping, uh, courtesy of TikTok, because I'm I'm hard on TikTok. Really? Hard, you know, and TikTok really is where I find new music right now. This is I love that you I love that we have this dynamic because I don't have a TikTok account. And so like I'm glad that we have you to keep us current. Go ahead, but please, please, well, please let me like, know more about TikTok life. <laughs> I don't listen to the radio. And mm, okay. my time is very limited. So either I'm going nostalgia-like, mm. like the stuff that, okay, I, I'm feeling like this from 2005 or something like that, or some Jesus from 2005, or some old school Wu-Tang, or, mm. or I'm getting my new break of music from TikTok. And to be honest with you, I know music just from that. I'm like, oh, that's that song from TikTok that I heard. Okay. And one of those joints is I Look Good by OT Genesis. You know? Oh, OT Genesis, I Look Good. I thought she yes. was talking about my homie from Texas. That Oh, I Look Good. Okay, okay. So it's OT Genesis. It's OT Genesis. I never heard the song. Okay. You know? Okay. But also something that you got to know about TikTok, most of the times, you're only getting like 15 seconds at the most. So is this like the new Vine? Okay, so they may let you give you maybe like 20 to 30 seconds of the song, but you could probably only use 15 seconds of it in the video that you do, that you shoot. Uh, so oh, so TikTok. Like, oh, okay, so now I understand. Okay. It's, it's, it's kind of a updated Vine, newer version of Vine, but I love it, to be honest with you. It's okay. More, it's definitely more robust. Okay. You can do a lot more with it. People have done a lot of creative stuff with it. You know what I'm saying? And I thoroughly enjoy it. But I look good. I was bumping that. That was my. I don't know how long the song's been out, but I I did not hear it until I heard it on TikTok. You know. Mm. So those two, and you know, in true OT Genesis fashion, he is um, being comical with it. You know what I'm saying? It's that. Cocaine comedy, if you want to call it, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And so that made me go more into the YouTube to hear the whole song and go into more of a OT Genesis deep. So I look good, OT Genesis and crazy from DJ Switch 'em Up from Birmingham, Alabama. Those are my two. Okay. Yeah. That, that, that's a that's a oh, that's an eclectic list if I ever heard one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Got Switch 'em Up, some Freddie Gibbs. OT Genesis. That, that, I do got to ask you one question, though. Mm -hmm. How would you compare your boy Freddie Gibbs to Jada from The Locks? That's a really good comparison, and I need to see if they've done some music together. Wow. I have not seen that connection. Um, Jada is... 
Man, I finna say something, bro. <laughs> you know the big difference between Jada and Freddie? Go ahead. Freddie has made three incredibly great projects. Mm-hmm. Jada is Jada's Patrick Ewing Ewing. Like Jada has the stats. I mean, if you did not see Jada demolish fabulous and versus a couple weeks ago, <laughs> good gracious. Jada has everything. Jada has an incredible personality, he has a great voice. Jada got lyrics you know what i'm saying yeah you know what i'm saying like jada got got serious serious lyrics i mean he said some like super incredible things like like when he was going with fit going against 50 he was saying stuff that and we were damn near feeling you even though your career is based off somebody damn near killing you Good God. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Arms. you a felony, but it ain't a predicate. King of New York, but you live in Connecticut like Jada's ugly. <laughs> like Jada got. You know what I'm saying? When you say old head told me until you save money, you're useless. Yeah, and all you ever gonna have is excuses, boy. Like he is Jada's ridiculous bars, bars, <laughs> prison bars, gold bars. So is but it safe to say that he just don't got the album though? Mm. He don't got that that body of work. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And like, like, um. It, and, and this is something we'll talk about in a later path. We talk about New York artists, but like Jada is the best. I think Jada is the best MC that doesn't have a classic. And if he's not, he's definitely in that running. I'm sure we'll do a, a, a part where we talk about who's the best lyricist who don't have a classic album. Jada's at the top of that list, and I, I, and it's hard to explain why. Is 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 he really? sort of stumbles when he tries to make stuff that he thinks is going to hit on the radio. Mm. Like when he tries, like you could tell when Jada's trying to make a radio hit. And it never, and rarely, some of them come out great. Like some of them do, like knock yourself out. He did a little dance thing and stuff like that. But, you know, those are like few and far between. A lot of the songs that actually were radio hits, they weren't really intended to be. Um, and then every so often he gives you something like why? Why mm-hmm. is was incredible. Super probably should have been bigger than what it was, honestly. Like, but um I don't I don't know what it is about Kiss, because Kiss is one of my favorite MCs, but he does not have a reasonable doubt, a ready to die, a bandana. He doesn't have one of those albums. Yeah. So Freddie has that. So right now. I might put Freddie above Jada because I wait, I wait an artist's an artist's ability to make a a project very high. Though I think ten years from now I probably will be different in that um, 
I may think differently because there's there's a lack of there's a lack of incentive to make um, make well thought out projects as it was when we were growing up. So would maybe you, I'm outdated. Would you say Jada is Charles Barkley to Freddie Gibbs, Kawhi Leonard? I would say he's Charles Barkley to Freddie Gibbs, Carmel, um, um, Kevin Garnett. Mm. I, I'm just saying because because I think they're in the same. They have they play the same position. Yeah, and so, um, Jada, Jada, you know, but 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 I think that's a difference with Freddie. Freddie's a very interesting artist, and we'll, we'll probably do more on him, so I can I can give you guys more lines. Um, but Freddie was failing at the hip hop business. Failing, like he got dropped. And then went to jump on Jeezy's CTE record label, and they fell out, and he left Jeezy. Wow! You know what I mean? So okay, like, I didn't know that. Uh huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, uh, we'll talk about Freddie. He he has to bring up a Jeezy line in every album for some reason. <laughs> he just has to. Um, some more disrespectful than others. Some just comical, but uh, Freddie just was like, forget it. I'm just going to do what currency does. Mm-hmm. And I am going to do what I do. Yeah. And maybe I'll never ever sell 500,000 records or get 2 billion screams or something. But there's going to be this real sect of 100,000, maybe 200,000 people that are going to rock with me hard. They're going to be at all my shows. They're going to buy my merch. They're going to stream my album. And that's just gonna be good enough for me. And that's what that's what Freddie has done. Whereas Jada, since he came out in the nineties, it is used to a label doing a rollout and all this type of stuff. It's sort of harder for a lot of those nineties MCs and early two thousand, but definitely the nineties MCs, it's very hard for them to move past the old way of doing things. Yeah. Those like like the Jadas and them, they're still looking for album deals. Like they're still trying to get, you know, for real. I mean, it's the truth. They're still looking for album deals. Where if you look at what Griselda's doing, we'll talk about them later too in another thing. But the buff, the Buffalo, New York collaborative of Griselda, which is Benny the Butcher and Conway, and um and and um a man Westside Gun. They're super. Freddie Gibbs, but probably more gangster than Freddie Gibbs in a lot of ways. Stuff like really hardcore stuff, but they're using the SoundCloud model and the YouTube model too. Yeah. But they did they did sign the Shady Records, so they still got the big record deal. But it's almost like that's background. They still rely on their on their niche market, and yeah. Jada just is not. I I, I don't know. Like uh, I think they try, but um, I you know Jade is older than me. Jade is forty. Got to be Jade. Got to be forty, forty-two years old. Yeah, I think it's a little bit harder. Whereas Gibbs still in his thirties. He's not a young person, not super young, but he grew up in the internet. Which <laughs> is a big difference. And he had and he had people who saw it were like currency. 
is is the I think currency is the best example of that model. Period. Because currency will never ever go gold ever, ever. Currency will never ever get a Grammy nomination. I I bet currency's records. If they, I don't even know if they still show videos on VET and MTV, but I guarantee you his videos probably never get shown. Um. But he's he is incredibly successful. I've seen him on tour three times, and there's there's a waiting there's a waiting line outside to get in. Be like be like currency. Not everybody's gonna be Drake. Not everybody's gonna be Champagne Poppy. No, know? no, no. Like a lot of these artists, they came at the right time, but um, no, man, no. It's okay to be malt schlitz liquor. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay to be a niche market. It's okay to be, um, it's okay to be a yingling. I don't know of a better example, but you know, like those 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 craft beers, those beers that no one drinks, but they still sell. Right. Because if you were a yingling guy, you're gonna go out of your way to find yingling. They may only sell that in the mid-Atlantic and Northeast. So in Georgia, if you live like, dang, I got to get some yingling, you're going to find a way to get it. And Texas is Shiner. Like, that's the beer in Texas. Shiner. Everybody drinks Shiner. You know, you're going to find your beer. <laughs> I have driven a ridiculous amount of miles for some, for some particular food, sadly. I drove 40 miles for some Zaxby's a couple weeks ago. What? Yeah, I, I you know, it's it's pandemic. I'm bored. I need to be outside anyway. I'm driving. Before I know it, I'm like, there's a Zaxby's 40 miles from here. Well, time out. There wasn't a, 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 a better option for chicken? No, but that's the thing. It's not about better options. Mm. It's not about better. It's about what I want at that time. I guess. Yes, I live in the D.C. area. I can go get chicken strips from somewhere. <laughs> you know? I can't get Zach's sauce, though. I can get chicken strips. But, like... Be Zaxby's. Not everybody's going to be McDonald's. You know? And Drake is definitely McDonald's. You know? <laughs> he's definitely McDonald's. And that's not even a diss, but he, he, when I say he's McDonald's, he's the most adaptable artist of this generation by far. Well-known, popular, everybody knows him. Steals, styles, borrows. <laughs> styles. Yo, real talk. Like, when the, when the, when the uh, what do you call it? I don't want to be used, used the wrong term, but you know the African the African beats, Afro, Afro beats. beats. When mm-hmm. Afro beats got cool, then we all know Drake was gonna come out with some Afro beats stuff. <laughs> like, he did. Remember a couple years ago when, like a lot of that dance hall light vibe yes. was cool. Yes. The, mm-hmm. Which we which really was the the pre Afro beats. We just didn't know it. Drake came out with controller, controller. I'm like, come on. So now. What's the difference between a dude like Snoop, who's done reggae? Same thing. <laughs> Snoop just cooler. That's it. Nah, Snoop. Hey, hey, you, you, you right about that. Now, when Auto Two was dope, and then Snoop killed it with sexual seduction. I was like, he, OG. It's an OG. That's an OG move. You know what I'm saying? When the minimalist, like, 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 snap music sort of was coming out, when he come out, drop it like it's hard, drop it like <laughs> I'm like, 
I see you, Snoop. I see you. Well played. <laughs> yeah, like you said, the reggae lion. Uh, no, 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 Snoop Lion. I'm sorry, the Snoop Lion <laughs> stuff came out. Uh-huh. Once again, it was during that 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 pre Afro beats, re, you know, like vibe, the controller and all that was going on. So nice. He's Snoop Lion now, like yeah. But that's what it takes. It, it goes to other industries. Will Smith is okay. We're not gonna talk about what's currently going on, cause but you know what I'm saying. But like he has been a chameleon throughout his whole career. Like yeah. when that sci-fi real big boom, he was a big part of that with Men in Black and of course Independence Day. He was a big mm-hmm. part of that. When the bios were like really big, like his do bios, he doing Ali. When vampire movies were starting to really kill, what did he do? I Am Legend. When superhero movies, he did Hancock. Like, when the robotic apocalyptic stuff, he did I, Robot. Like, he he is a chameleon. And, of course, superhero, he, he did Suicide Squad. That movie was not good, Will. <laughs> but, but, you know, the gritty superhero movies, like, he's like, oh, I'm going to do, I'm going to do Suicide Squad. And, um... Now that everybody's being unimaginative and doing all the sequels, we got Bad Boys 3. Like, I mean, he, he is a super chameleon. And if you want to last, Drake, Snoop, the run stopped, but LL for a long time. Like, you gotta, you, 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 you gotta adjust if you want to be at that level of mainstream. Now right. there's certain, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we definitely got our some of our guys that are gonna make music forever, and they not gonna sell a million records anymore. But Scarface come out with an album tomorrow. I'm getting it. <laughs> I'm getting it. And there, I know a lot of people feel the exact same way. They're just going to go get it. It's just the way it is. Oh my god! So, all right, man. So uh, I'll turn it back over to you, man. No doubt. Good convo, though. Good convo. Great convo. Yeah. You know, we're going to move into the next topic at hand. Okay. Okay. Let's go. Intro into revolutionary conscious rap. Wow. That's that's the big topic, especially for right now, Frito, because Mm -hmm. a lot of that, uh, that tone is in vogue right now. Yeah. So, oh, wow. Interesting. Um. So, hip hop, hip hop is really weird, but people gotta understand how young it really is. Like hip hop is really young. Like even when we were getting into it in the late '80s, it still wasn't recognized as a a musical genre in a lot of uh, not at all. A lot of um, musical uh, circles. Musical circles, respected musicals. You gotta put that respected in there. <laughs> I'm not respected. But, uh, you know, like we can talk all about how like they weren't getting nominated for Grammys. And even if they got nominated, they weren't being shown on television. Right. Um, speaking of Will Smith, Will Smith boycotted the Grammys because he was like, I'm not showing up. If I'm not going to be able to get if I win, if I'm not going to be able to say something like y'all pushing us to the back of the line. Uh, Jay-Z did similar things. Uh, so, yeah. And so. Music especially hip-hop sort of mirrors what's going on in the time, I think. And um, you talked about it. You actually kicked this off with the White Lines um, conversation from the last mm. day where you're literally talking about the power. This is, this is the cocaine epidemic. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is in the middle 
of, of the cocaine academic, which very quickly turned into the crack and and Reaganomics, trickle down economics, which is pretty much if the rich people get richer, that will filter down to middle class, and the middle class will get stronger. Just a joke. Anyway, so hip hop started to sort to look at start started to respond to that because you you're always gonna have party music. You're always gonna have party music. Yeah, and hip hop, of course, is is literally built on the competitive nature so you're always going to have i'm rapping to show you how good i can rap you know what i mean and then you're going to have party music but then and then you also start to get revolutionary music and a lot of this can can be attributed to chuck d and public enemy um so that i think was my first real introduction even though i didn't really understand um stuff like fight the power and, and and um and, and bring the noise and now now one is a joke you start to really see like wow like these cats are really brave but it's very important there's very something very important about public enemy they also were profitable and so yes they were on def jam the house that rush and rick rubin built but they were they were as much as you know like like definitely the Russ has always been like, yo, Chuck and, and Public Enemy, they set the, the standard for, for revolutionary rap, but they also were popular. They were selling. They were going platinum. You know what I'm saying? And you had the kids of the hippie movement, and you had black kids mixed in with black kids that wanted to hear this aggressive son of what Marvin Gaye and James Brown were doing. Because James Brown and Marvin Gaye, yes, they gave you sexual healing and, and dance machine and all this type of stuff, but they also gave you I'm Black and I'm Proud and what's going on. And so Chuck D and Public Enemy, they were sort of like the offshoot of that in a very more, even more way. Yeah. Um, but then at the same time, something else was happening on the other side of the country. A, a different type of revolutionary music was being formed in California, led by Ice T, and to a greater extent, mm. NWA. And so, whereas I, I could be real and say that Public Enemy stuff was like really sensational, really dangerous for its time. Like, I mean, literally, how you start off a song saying, "I got a letter from the government the other day," opening. Read it, said they were suckers. It said they wanted me for their army or whatever. Like, wow, Chuck D. Like, you just, you just, wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, he breaks down in the song, like, like you know, and in other songs about how this system really uses us, you know, for its disposal. Whereas NWA, they just came out and said it. F the police. But that song is so. It amazes me how many people have never really heard the song. They, I think people think that it's a song where they just saying like at the police and it's just like, it's a, you know, but no, it's literally a storytelling song. Like the song is built from a court case perspective. Dr. Dre's the judge and uh, the police are on court on trial. And then you have the role of Easy MC Ren and Ice Cube as like uh, attorneys as prosecuting attorneys and so they're making their own arguments so it's not just like some 
dome song. Like it's really a super crafted shout out to Ice Cube, shout out to MC Ren, who I think did um the bulk of the writing, of course, of this song. Um, Ice Cube said that he 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 wrote it as a response to things that were going on in his neighborhood. Mm. And you know, the movie made it look like it happened like that. But he was just like, Yeah, man, like I, I was getting tired of it. I was like, How can I put this in a song? He was smart enough to know he just could make some if you're gonna call something at the police, it just can't be like at the police, at the police. Like it needs to be super well thought out. And it is. It's so I mean, you know, I mean First line at the police coming straight from the underground. A young player got it bad because I'm brown. And now the undercutter, so the police think they have the authority to kill a minority. Like, that could be said right now. And that was before the Rodney King thing, right? You yes, know? yeah. Like, they told, NW and Ice Cube told us exactly what was about to happen. And, we, right. and no one listened. You know right. what I'm saying? They, they told us. Ice Cube told us this on this song. He definitely told us on his first album, America's Most Wanted. So that was my introduction to what I didn't even know yet was revolutionary music, but it's from two different points of view. And one definitely is a little bit more like public enemy is aggressive, aggressive, but NWA was coming from a level, a different level of aggression. I felt like public enemy was more accepted by the liberal, um, some of the liberal media yeah. and stuff like that at the time. And even black people where I think NWA scared people. Like they were scary. You yeah. know what I mean? So I'll turn it back over to you. What about you? So it's funny about the whole police thing, because really, I want to say maybe about eight years later on in the South, you had Goody Mob talking about them dirty red dogs are at the door. You know? <laughs> like, you, yo, speak, speak, please speak more on this, dog. Please speak more on this. So, you know, please. Goody Mob on their album, I think it was their first album. Yeah, I think Soul it was their food. first album. Yeah. Soul food. On Soul Food, and to be honest with you, at the time that I heard it, I did not know about that until I saw the Netflix documentary. Oh, oh, okay. Where they go more into it on kind of like how the government system in Atlanta uh, were trying to do their war on drugs. And so they had basically police officers just knocking on doors. And they called them the Red Dogs. They called them the Red Dogs. And they called them the Red Dogs. And, you know, that's kind of like when you put two, one and two together and just kind of like see like, all right, whoa, they're talking about basically police brutality in a yeah. sense. And them basically yeah. just taking out their rights and them just coming into their house recklessly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so yeah. it's kind of like. No search warrants. <laughs> no wars, bro. <laughs> well, you saw in California during that time, they were coming through people's houses with the freaking batting ram tanks. Yeah. Yeah, like the yeah. the mili the the, the um, I'm sorry if I pronounce this word wrong, everybody, but the the militarization of police is amazing how it's become this big thing now. But it's been like this, yeah, for a long time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Imagine someone coming through your neighborhood with a tank battering ram. That's serious. And, and then I tell you what they're looking for. What are they looking for? Kidnap kids? No, 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 no. They're looking for drugs. Drugs. Like, they're willing to batten around your house, forget who's in it, children, whomever, for drugs. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that, that's, 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 that's something. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? You know, like like it it same thing with the Red Dogs. We didn't have tanks in Atlanta, you know, but but uh yeah, but still it was a very aggressive time. It was a very, very aggressive time. And wow, you did a really good uh segue. Um, because you, you start off with public enemy and them and then at the same time, like you have the South starting to really rise because of UGK, eight ball MTG, the yeah. ghetto boys. And then Atlanta finally gets their movement. And Goody Mob is the most underrated social conscious group ever. It's true. And I like the way you said it, like the South did it, Goody Mob in particular did it in a way different way that even the, the West Coast and a lot of the East Coast, you know, public enemy and the like, were doing it. Mm-hmm. And um it's amazing that the South sort of took that conscious and, and and but the thing about the South is we're able to make it danceable and fun. And I think I think that's something that I didn't get, you know, because this was around this time, like I remember Rasheed Wallace going on Rap City and uh, Joe Claire, the incredible Joe Claire, the host, being like, who do you like? And he's like, I only mess with real hip hop. And he was like, I only mess with Wu-Tang and Redman. I don't mess with the Goody Mobs and the E-40s. And I remember watching that. I'm a Rasheed Wallace fan, even to this day. And I think he's, um, I don't want to misquote him, but I think he's gone back on some of that stuff. You know, he said, he was, he was like a rookie or a sophomore. Uh, in the league when he said this. So it's like, you know, 90, or mid 90, early mid 90s. But it's like, how is Goody Mob not real hip hop? Right. How's that possible? Like, <laughs> like you know, the the progressive nature of a lot of the things that they were saying was just crap. Like, you did the Red Dog Police part of it. But I mean, check out Cell Therapy. If, if, if anyone has never ever listened to Cell Therapy, that, that, that song, you may have to. Get the lyrics and print them out, you know, because if you're not used to the Southwest Atlanta dialect, you know, especially of Cujo, who goes first, but he is talking about, he's literally saying stuff that people are making whole Instagram and YouTube videos about, like, right. you know what I'm saying? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, you know, you know, I mean, you know, like when he's talking about that the Constitution says in the event of a race war. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like laws may go go away, and, and and now you're starting to see with the pandemic, like people are trying to 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 instill versions of of uh, of martial law, or you know, even now, like you starting to leave, like, wow, he is he literally was saying that. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and the fact that he's singing the song that the W2s and 1099s are ways to identify ourselves <laughs> and, and be tracked by the government. It is stuff that like you like, oh, he's crazy, but you're like, no, he's saying some real stuff. But but I mean but, the hook even, like, who's that peeping in my window? <laughs> Nobody now. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 I mean, it did so uh, the other side of that is if you would have told me in nineteen ninety-five that CeeLo Green <laughs> would be this super mainstream judge on the voice <laughs> multi-grammy nominated winning d- deserving CeeLo right. is a genius mm-hmm. out here but the fact that he turned into this pop star like like CeeLo right you know the same man who said 
that and this is crazy. This is 1995. What I'm about to say. This is, this is incredible. Oh, you know what else they trying to do? Make a curfew, especially for me um, and you. you? Traces of the new world order. Time is getting shorter. If we don't get prepared, people, it's going to be a slaughter. My mind won't allow me not to be curious. My folk don't understand, so they don't take it serious. But every now and then, I wonder if the gate was put up to keep crime out or keep our ass in. 95. <laughs> yes. The same guy who's doing fuck you and no, that's some real language that just got dropped. It was dropping it, yeah. Like that was, and if you can really hold on, <laughs> check out the experience from the second album, the song Experience, where CeeLo goes on a pretty much three minute rant on our use of the word nigga. And it's 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 incredible. I'm gonna turn over to you. I'll I'll turn it over to you to talk more. I I might pull up a couple of those lyrics real quick. Sure. So.